It is increasingly clear that top officials of the FBI are corrupt and actively obstructed the Hunter Biden investigation by deploying a lie to cover up his suspected crimes. At the same time, they concealed incriminating evidence. Nobody should be surprised by this. How else can you explain a four-year-long investigation that has gone absolutely nowhere despite reams of damning information? Proof of FBI interference comes courtesy of highly credible whistleblowers within the Bureau who exposed an internal scheme to bury compelling evidence of influence peddling by President Biden's son, evidence that also implicates Joe Biden directly. Senior agency officials who seized Hunter Biden's laptop in December of 2019 falsely portrayed the credible contents as disinformation that was supposedly invented by foreign intelligence services. It wasn't true, of course, but on that sham basis, and for purely political reasons, the Bureau ordered the probe shut down. No valid reason was provided as required by FBI guidelines. These Bureau officials appear to have conspired with Senate Democrats in the run-up to the 2020 election to protect the Biden family and help Joe get elected president. The multiple whistleblowers have not been identified pursuant to relevant law that provides protection for them. But they've recently come forward as Senator Charles Grassley, who revealed, quote, the volume and consistency of these allegations substantiate their credibility. Grassley suspects that both the FBI and the Department of Justice have been institutionally corrupted to their very core. And he's right about that. But it gets worse. The unscrupulous FBI officials who've been running a protection racket for the Bidens are the same individuals who doggedly pursued President Trump in the Russia hoax, even though they knew the allegations were fictitious and the alleged evidence was phony. Don't count on FBI Director Christopher Wray to clean up his cesspool of an agency. He's either unwilling or incapable of doing the right thing. The same is true of Attorney General Merrick Garland, who has proven to be a disgraceful political toady and utterly devoid of integrity. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author, this is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. As illicit schemes go, the FBI is batting a thousand. During the 2016 election, the Bureau launched an illegitimate investigation of Donald Trump, which was promptly leaked to members of the media that serve as Democrats' handmaidens. It consumed and diminished Trump's presidency. The accusations turned out to be completely bogus, but the damage was done. Mission accomplished. In the 2020 presidential election, the FBI did just the opposite. The agency used its muscle to secretly extinguish evidence of Hunter Biden's criminality and suppress his father's complicity. 
The FBI's lie worked like a charm. Biden was elected president. Had voters known the truth, they might have cast their ballots differently. Who are the FBI agents behind the disinformation charade? They've been identified as Brian Outen and Timothy Tybalt. The dynamic duel helped nullify the Biden probe and pushed misbegotten Trump investigations while hiding the biased political agenda of their sources. Outen, in particular, either knew or should have known that the anti-Trump dossier was nothing more than a collection of fake stories. Nevertheless, it was manipulated to secure a fraudulent warrant to spy on a Trump associate by lying to the FISA court. The notorious document, funded, by the way, by Hillary Clinton's campaign, was also exploited to accelerate the wrongful investigation of Trump that, in the end, found no collusion conspiracy with Russia. Fast forward to the 2020 presidential campaign, it was always patently absurd and demonstrably false when 50 former intelligence officials publicly circulated a letter just before the election claiming that Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. The suck-up media treated it as gospel. It wasn't. More than a year later, both the Washington Post and the New York Times confirmed the laptop's authenticity. How very convenient that they waited until long after Biden's election victory to verify what was obvious at the outset. They chose to ignore incriminating evidence in a despicable effort to unduly influence a presidential election. But now we know the real source behind that fabricated letter, the discredited intel officials who have never had the decency to retract or apologize for their misleading statement, took their marching orders from the crooked and politically hyped FBI. Social media companies followed in lockstep, censoring the original New York Post story on the laptop and helping to elect Joe Biden. The FBI had Hunter's laptop in its possession a year before the presidential election. The Bureau knew it was real. The contents were fully analyzed and overflowing with evidence of influence-peddling schemes. But the agency kept it under wraps, taking no action to charge or prosecute. Ten months later, when the intel officials bashed the laptop as Russian disinformation, the FBI knew it was a lie that the Bureau itself had helped invent. So officials remained mute to help Joe Biden get elected. Instead of enforcing the law, the FBI aided and abetted lawlessness. It obstructed justice. Hunter Biden's profiteering scams date back to 2014, and the FBI has known about it for years. Any person not named Biden would have been indicted, prosecuted, and convicted long ago for influence peddling, money laundering, tax fraud, foreign lobbying crimes, maybe even racketeering. Hunter was selling overseas access to his father when he was vice president. The foreign beneficiaries were the same countries over which Joe held sway in the Obama administration. America's national security was compromised 
in exchange for cold, hard cash funneled into Biden accounts. Some of the money came from our nation's most dangerous adversaries. U.S. banks flagged more than 150 financial transactions as sleazy to the point of being criminal. Hunter never bothered to hide his enrichment flimflams. He was blatant about them, as if he held some magical get-out-of-jail-free card tucked neatly in his pocket. Turns out, he did. It was the FBI. Documents found on Hunter's infamous laptop and statements from his business partners confirm that Joe was a key participant in his son's lucrative graft. The big guy, as he was called, benefited financially from Hunter's chicanery and stood to gain millions from a China energy conglomerate with close ties to the Chinese Communist Party's government. When Joe was VP, father and son flew together to Beijing aboard Air Force Two, you paid for that, where Hunter met with his prospective partners. After the New York Post broke the story of Hunter's laptop in October of 2020, his business partner, James Gillier, referred to Joe as the big guy in a panicked message left the same day as the Post story. Gillier, who greased the China deal, also cautioned, Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you were face-to-face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. End of quote. Paranoid? Yes. Clever? Not so much. There are numerous photographs of dinners and meetings as well as visitor logs showing that Joe met personally with at least 14 of Hunter Biden's business associates while he was vice president. Another associate, Tony Bobolinsky, publicly confirmed that Joe is the big guy and said he spoke personally with the senior Biden about the China deal. The overwhelming evidence notwithstanding, the president consistently denies any involvement in his son's dealings. Joe insists he never once spoke with his son about his businesses. That is a preposterous lie, since the laptop contains a phone message from the elder Biden telling his son that he's in the clear after the New York Times probed Hunter's shady transactions with a Chinese oil tycoon accused of business crimes. In an email, Hunter declared that he had delivered by getting access to his father and the White House for a foreign client. The FBI is not alone in abusing its powers to protect partisan allies and punish political adversaries, according to Senator Grassley. The whistleblowers have also identified a top official within Merrick Garland's Department of Justice who has done the same thing. Is it any wonder that no action has been taken to hold the Bidens accountable? Don't forget, Garland's boss is President Biden. The attorney general who oversees the FBI has refused to appoint a neutral special counsel to take over the investigation of the Bidens, even though it is mandatory under federal regulations because of the glaring conflicts of interest. Garland despises Republicans for denying him a seat on the U.S. Supreme Court, so covering up for a Democratic president is his vengeance. 
He's the attorney general in name only. Like Robert Duvall's character in The Godfather, Garland serves as Joe Biden's conciliary. He's Joe's protector, by hook or by crook. Former Attorney General William Barr should have appointed a special counsel before he left office in advance of Biden being sworn in. I said so at the time. It was a no-brainer. Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who's been investigating Hunter Biden for a myriad of crimes, could have been named special counsel to guard against political interference, just as Barr elevated U.S. Attorney John Durham to special counsel status for the very same reason. Belatedly, Barr is calling on his successor, Garland, to appoint one now. Too late, Bill. If you thought that Garland had an ounce of rectitude and could be trusted to act ethically, then you're a chump. Predictably, your recent demand for a special counsel is falling on deaf ears. Equal application of the law is a farce in Merrick Garland's Department of Injustice. Despite these institutionally corrupt efforts to cover up for the Bidens, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is promising to hold them accountable if Republicans regain control of the House come November. He is vowing an exhaustive investigation to unravel the web of deceit and suspected illegality. Untangling that web will be a Herculean undertaking. Joining me now to talk about it is Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, who is the ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee. And Congressman, thanks so much for joining us here. You bet. Good to be with you today, Greg. Multiple whistleblowers have finally stepped forward. They presented evidence to Senator Grassley that senior FBI officials have been hiding evidence of criminal activity by President Biden's son, falsely portraying the contents of his laptop as disinformation, and at one point ordered the investigation closed. What's your reaction to that? Well, it, it just underscores how political the, the, the Garland-Biden uh, Justice Department has become. Um, you know, the... the I mean, this this happened, of course, uh, a while ago, but it's this the Justice Department is is operating in a political fashion. Um, and, and, and understand, remember, we had the 51 former Intel officials who also came forward. And that became this the, the story just weeks before the most important election we have, which is, you know, our presidential election, uh, all as a way to sort of suppress the evidence, hide the evidence, bury this story, and bury it under the, the term it's Russian, uh, you know, disinformation. So, um, y- you know, we've had a number of whistleblowers. We, we, that whistleblower came to the Timothy Tebolt. Uh, uh, the whistleblower came to talk about Timothy Tebolt to Senator Grassley. But we've had a number come to us, Greg. I mean, it's it's becoming a well worn path of whistleblowers coming to our office on a host of issues at the Justice Department, which show how political this place has become. You know, as you mentioned, the New York Post broke the story of the laptop and immediately 51 former Intel officials, you know, circulated this letter claiming it's Russian disinformation, of course, completely untrue. But isn't it interesting, Congressman, that that's exactly how this particular senior FBI official 
uh, described the laptop when he ordered the Biden probe shut down. So the, that's yeah. not a coincidence, is, is it? I mean, those Intel officials who were taking their marching orders from, you know, this corrupt FBI official. Yeah, you got you got the FBI saying it, then you got the 51 former Intel officials signing the letter. Then, of course, you know, it's always the, the, the template for the left is that the left makes up a lie. Uh, the mainstream media reports the lie. Big tech amplifies the lie. And then when we try to tell the truth, when you try to tell the truth, they call you names and try to cancel you. And it's 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 just the model they use time and time uh, uh, again. Never mind the fact that the laptop was real. The eyewitness, Hunter Bobolinsky, was a real person who saw real evidence and t- talked about that real evidence. The emails we saw, the 10% for the big guy, it was real. And it was so real that just you know a few months ago, uh, the Washington Post and New York Times had to admit that, oh, this this was actually a legit story, true story, in spite of the fact they tried to bury it. But the damage was done because they buried it, like we, like we said, just, just days, just weeks before um, the presidential election. You know, it appears that the FBI officials who were covering up the, the Biden influence peddling schemes are the exact same individuals, Congressman, who were instrumental in pushing the illegitimate investigations of President Trump. So is it obvious to you that the FBI has essentially been corrupted and has weaponized its power for political purposes? And, And it's not just the FBI, but whistleblowers have also identified a top Department of Justice official is being involved in the exact same schemes. Yeah, um, I mean, just go back. Uh, it's now what ten months ago when we learned that um, the Justice Department was going to treat moms and dads who had the courage to show up at a school board meeting and speak up for their children, going to treat them as domestic terrorists, use the Patriot Act against them, and and, and we find out that. Um, the school boards association who initially sent the, the letter that prompted the, uh, the, the, the justice department and Merrick Garland to write the memorandum talking about how they were going to do this and putting in place the apparatus to do this, um, that there was actually conversations prior to the school board ever sending the, the, the letter. So in other words, the White House went to the school board association. They were talking, hey, give us the letter so we have the pretext to do what we want to do, which is what you just described, weaponize the DOJ to go after our political opponents. Now, they thought it was going to help them, particularly in the Virginia gubernatorial race. It wound up actually hurting them and and I think was one of the main reasons we now have Glenn Youngkin as the governor of a, of a blue state. But this this just another example of how political this place has become. That they will they will they will use domestic ter- counterterrorism measures against parents. And we we now have have had whistleblowers come forward from the FBI more than more than uh, one whistleblower, dozens and dozens of cases where moms and dads have been investigated by the FBI because of the 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 process and the apparatus that uh, Merrick Garland put in place on October 4th of last year when he did his memorandum. Are the FBI and the DOJ falsely padding domestic terrorism data to appease the Biden administration? Another another, another great example, and this is the most recent uh, group of whistleblowers who've come to our office and and said, yes, they are being pressured to, to pad the numbers and label cases as domestic violent extremism cases when in fact they're not. But remember, they created this special office within the Department of Justice on, on, on uh, domestic terrorism. They have to hit the numbers. And this is the left's narrative. So I think, I think all those reasons are why you're seeing this pressure. But it's, it's funny, the same 
whistleblower who went to Senator Grassley and said that there was uh, this this suppression of evidence about Hunter Biden by a, an agent named Timothy Tebalt. That's the same guy that the whistleblowers who came to our office said is the one pressuring them the most to label cases as domestic terrorism cases. So this Mr. Tebalt, as I said the other day, it looks like we have another Peter Strzok on our hands. This time, though, his name is Timothy Tebalt, and he's, he's working, looks like, overtime on the, on the Hunter Biden issue uh, a couple years ago, and now, of course, on pressuring people to label cases as uh, domestic terrorism. You know, the bigger picture here, the investigation of Hunter Biden, it's been going on for four years, more than that, actually. No action has been taken, despite volumes of incriminating evidence on the laptop and from others, um, some of which implicates President Biden himself as being in on these influence peddling schemes. What's going on here? Is Merrick Garland running a protection racket for the Bidens? Well, the one thing we know, uh, Greg, is there there always seems to be uh, two standards. Uh, we, you know, and we've talked about this. You've, you've been great talking about this. The, the one set of rules for us regular people, but a different set if you're part of the political elite, so to speak, uh, in, in, in D.C. or New York. Um, so it seems to be the case here again. I mean, what, what was it, like 14 different occasions where where uh, it looks like President Biden met with met with business associates, Hunter Biden. Right. He's taken millions from from people in Russia, millions from people in in Ukraine, millions from people uh, or excuse me, companies with ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Hunter Biden has so I mean, you have all this going on, and yet there there never seems to be really any any real investigation. Unlike what they did to President Trump, uh, I can remember back in 2017 when there were. A handful of us in the Congress and a handful of you guys in the press who were saying this whole Russia collusion narrative seems like a bunch of baloney. And we started digging. And sure enough, the only thing we were wrong about is it was worse than we thought. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's this there's definitely this double standard. And we see it time and time again with with the left and how they think they should be treated and how they treat folks who are under investigation versus what happens to to us normal folks. I mean, if, if if President Trump's one of his kids had been taking millions yeah. of dollars from Russia, <laughs> Ukraine, Kazakhstan, yeah. and China, there would have been an indictment years ago. But, you know, Joe That's Biden's right. kid does it, nothing. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's sickening. And, uh, y- you know, uh, like I said, what they'll do to us is, again, I call it the template. They make up the lie. They report the lie. Big tech amplifies it. And then when you try to tell the truth, yo, no, no, you're the one who's doing disinformation when in fact you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's the game they play time and time again. Now, I always think the good news is the country has figured it out. The country knows. And they are so fed up with, with the arrogance of the left, the double standard of the left, and frankly, the lies and bad policies of the left that I think there's a, I think there's a change coming on November 8th. Well, uh, to that end, if there is, will there be a comprehensive investigation uh, by the House Oversight Committee uh, or yes. the Judiciary Committee? You're the ranking member. Now you'll, you'll be the uh, committee chairman then. Will there be an investigation of the Bidens? Yeah. Uh, and I think it'll be head, I think it'll be, uh, you know, focused in the in the oversight committee. Uh, my, my buddy of mine, a good friend and, and the guy who will hopefully be chairman if, if in fact we take over is uh, Representative Comer from Kentucky. And, and one of the things he really wants to focus on is the 150 suspicious activity reports Treasury has on Hunter Biden's business dealings. Now, think about that. 
The vast, vast, vast majority of Americans never get one. But there's 150 on one guy. And th what, what this is, is like transactions they see that look suspicious, big amounts of money from strange people, well, all kinds of concerns they have. There are 150 of them. Typically, uh, Congress is allowed to view those. But the, the Biden administration says, well, no, no, we're only going to let Republicans see that information if, in fact, Democrats jointly request to see it as well. And you can imagine that no Democrats have requested to see that information. So uh, I know that's where uh, uh, Representative Comer wants to focus. The investigation is on those those business dealings, those financial dealings with some of the people that we were just, you know, just talking about with ties to Ukraine, Russia and, and the Chinese Communist Party. A hundred and fifty of these SARS suspicious activity reports. So, it, I mean, it's almost as if Hunter Biden was so blatant about it. He didn't care because he kind of thought, hey, my dad's so powerful. I, I, I have a get out of jail free card in my pocket. Yeah. The arrogance of the left. I mean, you see it uh, that, that there's this disdain they have for us regular people. I always remember. Remember when Peter Strzok said he's in the Walmart and he texts Lisa Page and he says, I can smell the Trump supporters. It's Gavin Newsom who says you can't take your family out. But meanwhile, he can go to the five star restaurant and he can have his fancy dinner without his mask on, even though you couldn't go. Um, it's it's this double standard arrogance. The rules don't apply to them. And and really, it's this this idea that they think they're better than us. They, I mean, I, I never forget Anderson Cooper saying about it, uh, Trump voters. He said Trump supporters eat at the Olive Garden and stay at the Marriott because, you know, he only eats at five star restaurants and stays <laughs> at the Ritz. And it's. I, I was telling one one group of people here in our district. I said, you know, where where we're from out here, I said weekend at the Olive Garden Marriott's a pretty good weekend, you know. Uh, but that's the arrogance they have, and I think it's going to catch up to them. Um, I think it's going to catch up to them on election day, and I think it's going to catch up to them if, in fact, we get in power uh, and have the majority, and we can do the investigations that that will give the American people the truth. Former Attorney General Bill Barr. Before he left off, I should have elevated David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware who's investigating Hunter Biden, should have elevated him to special counsel. Obvious conflicts of interest with Biden uh, coming in as president and, and, and to protect from political interference. Barr didn't do it, should have done it. I said he should have done it before he left office. Barr is demanding that his successor now, Merrick Garland, do it. Well, it's too late, yeah. isn't it, Congressman? I mean, Garland won't do it. He's refusing to do it. Isn't this a case that absolutely demands a neutral investigation, a special counsel? Well, I think I think you're you're right. It sure seems like if if ever there was a time when you needed someone, uh, you needed a special counsel. It would be now when you're talking about the president's son uh, and activities that took place, where it looks like then Vice President Joe Biden knew about what was going on and actually had some 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 meetings with some of the same people who we have concerns about. So, um, yeah, if ever if ever there seemed a the time to do it, it would seem now. Uh, but again, I think the political pressure Merrick Garland's under on, in a host of ways from the left. I mean, you can you can name the the, 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 the protest in front of Supreme Court justices home and what the left's doing to him there and pushing him to do there. Uh, this this idea that they're wanting him to go after President Trump, which is ridiculous. But so on and on it goes. Um, yeah, I think if ever there was a time, though, for, for a special counsel uh, to look into this, it would be now. As we wrap this up, uh, Senator Grassley is on record stating that he suspects that the FBI and the Department of Justice have been, and I'll quote here, institutionally corrupted to their very core. And I think he's right. 
Moreover, I have no confidence whatsoever that director Christopher Wray is willing to clean up the mess within the FBI. I just don't think he, he's motivated to do it. I think he's willing to continue the cover-up, nor do I trust uh, Attorney General Garland to act with integrity. How about you? Well, I'm, I'm very nervous about the place. Now, the, the one thing that, that is positive is literally, as I said earlier, we have had over a dozen FBI agents come to our office as whistleblowers. And they're coming because I do think that the problem that you described is at the top. But the vast majority of the agents, the rank and file agents, are good people who understand they have an important job to do. And there's a way to do it that's consistent with the Constitution, consistent with fairness. And when they see this 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 political nature at the top, they're willing to come. to. I mean, literally, as I said, there is now becoming a well-worn trail to our office where people are coming forward and saying, this is what's happening with the school boards. This is what happens with this pressure to categorize every case as domestic terrorism. This is what's happening with concerns we have about uh, people and the way the January 6th investigation is done. So a number of different people just keep coming to us. And that's not even counting the, those individuals who are going to Senator Grassley, as we as we know, and talk to him about the Hunter Biden situation. So uh, that's the good news. And let's hope more good agents are willing to do the right thing and stand up for the truth Uh, as we move forward. Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Thanks so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. Greg, thanks for all the good work you do. Take care. Thank you. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.